0: Kwaba, welcome to Titula Talks. This is a platform where I, Titula, have conversations with people from different walks of life who share their thoughts and parts of their story thus far. I hope you enjoy. So, welcome to Titula Talks. Today's guest is Dylan Bath. Dylan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. Thank you. A pleasure, a pleasure. It's good to have you on. So, Dylan, tell us a bit about yourself.
1: Well, I... Uh... Have a, I have a condition, I'm going to start straight away with that condition. Yeah, tell us about that. So when so did that start? So I first knew about it when I got told that age six or seven, I didn't I didn't really know at the time that I, that I had a condition. Okay. Obviously, being a lot taller than other people mm-hmm. during my age, I knew there was something. I just thought I was just taller than anybody when else. When did you
0: notice you were taller than everybody else?
1: Uh pretty early on i remember being in s- primary school when i was said went home to my mum and said can i move to secondary school because i want to be with the big kids i'm too big i don't i don't feel like i kind of fit in because right. i'm not so much taller than that mm-hmm. me and obviously during school that caused some problems because you're taller than everybody else you're seen as a as like an easy target and mm. then um, the bu- then bullying happened, which wasn't very nice. Right. And I can't really think of any other reasons why they wanted to do it, as they saw the opportunity to do. And so
0: they Let's talk about. So what? So how tall are you then? Tell us how tall. I'm, I'm six foot seven. Six foot seven. Yeah. So I think the average height of a basketball is six foot seven as well, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I don't play basketball. Though. You don't play basketball. <laughs> you no, should. <laughs> I should. I know. I should. Yeah.
0: But so so when when how tall? So when did you um. When did you get, when did you hit six foot seven? I hit six foot I at I, I, the age of 11. You were six foot at the age of 11? Yeah. That's kind of crazy. That's, sheesh. All right. Okay. Respects. Yeah. And, um, well, age 11, people are probably like five, five. If five, that, 11. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's crazy. So, um. so talk us, talk us through that. So obviously you were in school and this is primary school. You're six yeah. foot. Everyone's looking at you like. Who oh. is this giant? Yeah, like a <laughs> I'm scared of him. So, even though I was friendly. <laughs> yeah, so how was the relationship with you and uh, the other uh, kids?
1: Uh, it yes, it was it was okay. I had a couple of friends. Obviously, everybody knew me because who doesn't know the kid that is six foot... Right, okay, yeah. ...or very tall. Mm -hmm. So I... Yeah, they knew me, but I hardly knew them. Like I'm still recognised by people I went to primary school with now, so many years later. That makes me feel old now, i just said that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was hard. It was definitely hard because I have always gone through most of my life feeling like, yeah, I've not really fitted into society because... I've got a condition. Maybe that's me being a bit conscientious, and a bit
0: So what what is this condition you have?
1: It's a condition that excels growth and I've got mental development delay. So okay. I'll be like I'm 22 now, but I could typically have a brain age of 20 or younger.
0: Okay, right. I'm and um you.
1: high and it's typically high on the autistic scale as well. Right, okay.
0: And how have you have you dealt with that since you've been at school? So when did you start to get bullied for that?
1: I uh, I don't think um, the bullies knew that it was um, the condition. They didn't really know about it. Mm. But there's subtle different things like I might not act in the in like in the normal way that makes them think. Hang on, this is a this is a chance for me to show my dominance and. And bully and see me as a target. Yeah. So I believe I was at this stage where I started noticing differences. Obviously, being so much taller, that is a big, big difference. Mm. Always standing out is also a, a factor of being so tall, yeah. you know? So it's the um, first thing somebody sees of you. Yeah. yeah. You can see me from a mile away, let alone the fact that I've got. Red. I'm a
0: redhead. So right. But what's wrong with you being a redhead?
1: There's nothing. But those two factors combined, being tall, and being a redhead, makes you stand out a lot more. And I think the biggest differences that I found was the fact that I had I had a TA with me, which not many, which not anybody else in the school had right. at the time. And I'd do I'd other do things than everybody else. Okay. I'd spend a lot of time on my own. And I had little confidence in myself. And I'd always be on my own in the playground. More, more often than not, that was just the person I was back then.
0: But I'm guessing, obviously, you as a child, you didn't want to be like that, did you? Obviously, everybody wants to have friends when they're kids. Um... To be honest, I
1: struggled with making friends for a very 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 long time Why is that um probably self confidence issues probably I think i com- uh compared myself a lot to other people and such as what such as things like silly things like they're doing something. That looks more normal, and the other people are doing more normal things, whereas I'm I'm doing slightly different things, and just probably things that are only I feel because I'm thinking them, not right. like anybody else's. Exactly, else not you. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what I think made me
0: a target, definitely. And with the with the bullies, what kind of stuff were they saying? What were they doing to you? Because I'm thinking if I was year six and I saw a kid who was six, foot, well, I'm, I'm not messing with you because you could beat me up in my head.
1: No, yeah. So what, what, was,
0: what was going on? Possibly
1: because they knew they could get to me emotionally because I was, I was a very emotional person. I was easily upset. Like recently, I've got better at this. If you could say anything to me, I'd either take it really, really badly. I'd be angry, or I'd be really upset and take it to heart. So right. there's no real like. Why? Why?
0: Why do you think that is?
1: Um. Possibly because I was fixated with what people thought and the words, and then I take I just take everything to heart, and I, I'm very like, if you told me that that was a door. And it wasn't a door. I believe you're a door because I believe everything I said here. Right, okay. So that's why I yeah, think that yeah.
0: happened. Yeah. No, I, I understand that. I think it's especially when you're a child and you're, it's like your earliest stages, you're still trying to understand yourself. And when yeah. you don't really know yourself and somebody tells you anything, you're going to try and listen to them. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I wow. So and and
1: we're forgetting that kids are typically very impressionable people. They're they're at their most impressionable impressionable at that age. So yeah, and I think I was just like a prime example, maybe a bit too much of an extreme example, but I was definitely an example of that happening.
0: Wow. So how did that change as you uh, start to go into secondary school? Because now you were the big boys, eh? You were big <laughs> yeah, boys. I remember?
1: I was. I was. I was as you'd probably say, I was a big boy wanting big but uh, to be with in the big world straight away, right, and it yes seven started off like that where I, I hadn't really changed, but then I started to mature i started i ditched
0: some of my friends what do you think changed? How did I kind of think how did this thing change
1: it's a natural process that you do get more mature as you get older. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like what helped was I was able to break away from certain bad influences, certain that would break.
0: So what me. kind of influences were you under?
1: I was with some naughty friends, like like they'd, they'd mess around, they'd... Uh, Bully, other people. They just basically think, like the typical bully was, I'm going to show everybody who's boss, yeah. even though it highlights probably some personal...
0: insecurities with themselves. Yeah,
1: personal problems that they've got with themselves, some personal things that they're trying to hide by trying to look big and strong. And Yeah. Yeah, that's the only reasons I can give to that
0: happening. How do you think um, you got yourself in that crowd?
1: I think... I got into that crowd by... All of a sudden, just... As you are in primary school, you're put into... Different tables, different classrooms, with lots of, like, 29 other kids. Maybe even 30 other kids. And... At that time you play together all the time yeah. and you um like football if you and yeah, I might have some other interests like that. So I just feel like that's why
0: I might have got dragged into that. Yeah. So as you and obviously you said you mentioned you, you left them eventually. Yeah. And how why did you think it was time for you to leave? And how did you leave?
1: Be- I... I um, was with that friendship group Mm. longer than primary school. Okay. So it was up till um, the end of secondary school. Oh, wow. But I didn't really spend all my time with those people that were bad influences because... I used to live in a village. They used to be the only few people in the village. So naturally okay. you'd be friends with. So I moved out mm-hmm. of that village and then I started making other friends. I started real, I started opening my eyes to- Yeah, burning your horizon. Yeah, to other people. And they've had a more positive effect on me and I'm still friends and I still speak to more of them today mm-hmm. than I did with those bad what wh-
0: Why do you think, what kind of change did they have on you Your new friends?
1: Uh, first of all I feel like I was less um, pressured into doing certain things that I would be pressured into mm. by the other friends. people well other yeah. friends if you want to call other them other right friends now. thinking back now they were they were only friends in the slightest term they were like acquaintances they weren't really friends mm. they were there just people I got mixed with and no, I hear you. that's how and also I wasn't at times I could do silly things as well mm-hmm. so I was yeah. I wasn't the only one who was getting into trouble but it wasn't always the influence of other people it was it was me as well
0: no I get you and how was um how was school like in general for you how did you find it
1: are we talking about school in all in ten- of it? Yeah,
0: in, in the whole contest. I
1: I liked school in the fact that when I got a good group of friends and that I knew a lot of good people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the only thing I liked about school was the subjects. Later on, I didn't, I didn't really take primary school as seriously because obviously you're young yeah, okay. you don't sure, really yeah. have the perspective of life actually these life. two, three, four, six years you spend in primary school they're not the most crucial points in your life but
0: they help build your character yeah they
1: help build a character so I feel like through those period of time I didn't really develop myself personally as I probably should So you could say since that point up to very recently, I have been playing catch up with my uh, own development because I missed some chances to go on like residential trips and
0: stuff, which... Why do you think you didn't take those opportunities when you had them?
1: Purely because I was very close with my family. I was very close with my grand and granddad and Mm. I do everything with them. And every weekend was, yes, let's go with them, I'd go to watch a sports with them, and I'd basically, every time I wasn't at school, my grand and granddad, for most of my primary school life, lived up, just up the road, so I'd just walk to, I'd go with the minders some days, but on Fridays, hmm. I'd be able to do things with them, and it came to my realisation when we talk about what I've done since then, that the only reason I've done what I've done since is probably because one of those people aren't here anymore, Mm. but that's only because I thought right now is the time. Yeah. It has nothing to do with, I wasn't waiting for that to happen. It was like, here's the opportunity. I'm just going to go. I've want, I wanted to do this a few years before I actually started doing this, but I forgot where we were. No, no, Sorry. no,
0: no. You're, uh, we're still talking about your grandparents. I like to talk about that. So, what do your grandparents mean to you? They were, they were,
1: my, well, my family mean the world to me. Like, I've got really, really good family, and they're and really what, you, yeah, it's
0: what your relationships like with your, like your mom and your, your grandparents? So
1: they are strong. They're, yeah, sadly, my grand's not here anymore, but my relationships with the others in my family are quite strong Mm -hmm. so i think when i was younger going back to the residentials and why i didn't go it was like at the time the weekends away seemed like an awful long time to to be away at the age 11 being on your own with other people not knowing how
0: to survive. Obviously, you're with teachers. But I guess that was the whole point of the whole excursion for you to develop yourself and your yeah, and that, reality from your parents and your family.
1: Yeah, it, it wasn't planned. It wasn't planned. I wasn't planning yeah. that development. It wasn't like I want to go to this place in so many years' time to, for this long to develop these skills. It just happened, and
0: I'm glad it did. Wow. No, um, that's, that's cool. But um, with, your, with your with your grandparents, I'm trying to understand. For instance, for me or some other people, I was like, okay, but I get how you love grandparents, but to see them every weekend, why do you think you were able to build such a, co- uh, such a close connection with them?
1: I think purely because uh, at the time, my mum was a single mother raising me, so every mm. single chance we'd be doing something together. It would be my mum and my grand who'd be doing something together, and I'd be there with them right there, there was they were they were very very close, and I honestly believe that's the contributing factor to why we'd do something all every weekend that we could, yeah because. Right from a young age, it was this, this, this day. You go to you go to your grand's house, spend time with your granddad, and, and then, yeah, I I think it's I've always I had always known that, and I'd always go. Wow! So that's how close I, I was. Yeah. I'm very very close with my family now. Yeah. But it's slightly different, obviously. So. Yeah.
0: Would you and how's um, how's your mum found uh, raising you up as a single uh, single mother? I I think it, I th- I
1: can't obviously talk for about yeah.
0: But well, I'm guessing okay. So first of all, let's take it from obviously when you're a child, you don't see that much. So if you're th- looking about looking at it in retrospect, what do you say You've now noticed that you think wow about her. I can imagine
1: that I'm not the. <laughs> The easiest person to uh, to, manage. to to get up, to get on with and be a parent of, because mm-hmm. some of the things I've done when I was very younger at school, such as, was very very silly. I'm not going to say, but there was a few things, and, but all in all, I I wasn't a bad kid. Right. That's, let me just put it that way. I wasn't, you meant well. I, I wasn't a bad person. I was I was quiet, but that's because I didn't. I, i hadn't developed those skills so yes all in all i think i was a good kid i'm not (laughs) i'm not sure yeah so i i know that there was a few things that i'd look at now and think wow you how have you come on like this yeah and i really don't know the answer to those questions
0: (laughs) (laughs) and how how do you think your your relationship with your mother has changed since you've grown up and you've Started to uh, appreciate what she's been doing. More.
1: Um, I think it's changed in the fact that obviously I'm now an I'm now an adult and I can make some money myself, mm-hmm. and that I'm not totally relying, but ninety percent is the figure that I'm I am actually relying on probably, mm-hmm. and just the fact that when you're an adult and you're in your twenties and you've got a car and you've got all With these freedom, things, yeah. you've got freedom. So that is, that is probably how it's evolved. Like she's, she's the way she parents hasn't really changed, but and how, how actually, is she? Parented? Pardon?
0: How is she? How is she? Parented? She
1: always believed in me. She was always there for me. If I, if the if my world fell down, I know that she'd be there and she'd be able to pick me up. Like, yeah, and she loves me. So that's really what you want from a parent to be there. Definitely, definitely. And and most importantly, she always stresses that you should, whatever you do, you should do the best that you can and always work hard because hard work gets you results. Yeah. And. That's probably what's sh- that's probably what shaped me to be today. To be honest. Wow. So what happened after you um, you left secondary school? Well, secondary school ended. What six years ago now? So it, Jeez, yeah. yeah, that makes me feel quite old. I know yeah, I'm no, only twenty two. I know, I know I'm still young, but what changed was going back to the breaking away from these influences. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to and Lick College, which is about 40 minutes away, to study sport, coaching, fitness, and development. The reason I did that was it was a subject that I love, and it's what I do as a career now. Right. And not many people from Chesterfield went to Buxton. not. I didn't know that when I applied and I got on the course, but that was the idea that, hey, I've been with... Chesterfield people through the whole of my school career, if hmm. you can call it a career. I'm not, yeah, yeah. Clear. So I used Buxton as an it, as some kind of breakaway point, and that helped me fully separate from, yeah, I'm, yes, you're thankful from, for that, from, aren't you?
0: Yeah, you're definitely thankful. No, so, um, so you went to uh, Buxton, you studied your sports car, and, and this is where you obviously made your new friends and that helped to shape you again. How did that change you slightly?
1: It was it was different because from the first day, as you all know, studying a course and anyone else will know, studying a course or being a new person in any part of training, you get the everybody's new phase at the beginning. Yeah. And that was good because it was like, new people, new opportunities. You can kind of leave what you've had behind you and just build forward and just build on a firm foundation and just um, go where you want to go. Also the biggest difference between school and college for me was it's a subject that you're doing, that you love, that you want to do all year round. It's, there's no there's no extra subjects there's, there's sport there's extra mo- there's different modules don't get me wrong sure. but there's not the topics are the yeah you've you're not you're not like doing any uh religious studies or any re you're just yeah. doing sport
0: why do you think you're so passionate about sport
1: i think the passion for me for sport is i enjoy do i enjoy it I'm not the best sports person. You've you've probably seen that yes. a few times. Um, I think my gra- granddad and my uncle and I all grew up supporting the same football team. I'm not going to mention it. Aren't they
0: the worst football team in the, the world or something?
1: Uh, possibly, yes. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I some about. would say I don't. Just I don't agree with that statement, but some would say that. I think it makes sense to call
0: them out. That's Sheffield Wednesday, the worst (laughs) sports team in the world. If you didn't know, now you know. Thanks for that, thank you. But yeah, so this is what what, the world Anyway, as you're saying. So it started with that.
1: And my granddad worked for a computer company in Sheffield who had the chance to do a sponsorship of a sports person or sports team. Okay. And it could either sponsor the Sheffield Steelers ice hockey team or Jessica Ennis when she was a successful medal sick. medalist. So what my granddad did because he was in charge of the decision was sponsor the Sheffield Steelers. Right. As their title sponsor, which unlocked so many opportunities like uh I'd like to get to meet players I'd get to go up behind the scenes. I'd get to meet the coaches, the players. I'd get to go on the ice and lift a trophy that they, they won that night. And just, cool. it, was, it was unbelievable. And that's what really cemented my love for sport. And I can remember the first few days before the season started, in my first full season as a, um, a fan, I went down to watch the the team train for the l- old practice for the last uh, time before the season started, mm. and I remember looking at the coach thinking, "He's got a pretty cool job. He gets to tell people what to do. <laughs> he gets to win trophies. He gets he gets all these uh, other things. He gets to put tactics on the whiteboard. Yeah, and that's the." Thing that I can distinctively remember, and I was thinking about it, is probably the first time I thought about coaching. I'd be I'd be in the garden after that, coaching my own hockey team to no, absolutely nobody. <laughs> but then
0: yes, that's what a passion yeah, started.
1: Sight problem I can't skate, but that's only a slight technicality if you want to play ice hockey, you need to be able to send a lot in the yeah. ice. That's, no, obviously. <laughs> Or you fall and break bones.
0: Which you're not trying to do right now. Like honestly. I've done. Wow. <laughs> so um, so what happened? So you, you finished your, um, your course in boxing, and then you went to university? Yeah. So I was quite lucky in, in
1: college that I got my unconditional offer in my first year Wow. for my number one choice university easy life eh? easy life so you you know when that happens you've got to take it because you can run with it. it you've already you've already done the hard work you've already opened the university's eyes to wanting you yeah so that is why it was the easiest decision i made i didn't even think about it for probably only an hour (laughs) only an hour before i i accepted it like i am thinking back to now i was like i've got a vision that when i was applying that i was going to go to this university and study this course Wow! i don't know where that vision came from and i remember i was in the library with we were putting laptops away in like the cupboard and i was thinking we were talking i said i'm going to apply for sheffield hallam university and someone said to me what happens if you don't get it and I was like I didn't say anything I said then I'll just get another way into university Mm. but in my head I was thinking I've seen it I know there's a reason why I've applied for university I'm gonna get it because usually if I see myself in my head doing something and being successful at something it usually comes true I don't know exactly where that's from
0: oh and what were your expectations before you went to university
1: I uh funny I really didn't have any expectations because obviously there'll be people watching this and they'll probably have had their life planned out. They, they go to primary school, yeah. they go to secondary school, they'd be the smartest in their class in their year, they get a load of A's Stars or whatever they are now. It's the nines, eights, yeah. yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm not. I'm not old now. This guy, man. This guy. Um, Then they're going to think that GCSEs. Then they're going to go into A levels or college, and then they're going to go into university. So I think the novelty for me was I only had about 18 months to think about university wow. because before I got my conditional offer I still wasn't sure mm. that number one I'd go to university why because I never felt like I was good enough not personally what I thought but what I' was been told like when you've got a condition like I've got it's like you've you have to fit the mold. If you tip, and they go off what fit the mold of being what? The mold fit the mold of just being seen for your disability and what people with your disability do, if that makes sense. Yeah, so what's to limit them, you. Yeah, not what you actually can do. That's the biggest thing. Like I've had people say X, Y, and Z, I can't do it can't do it i can't i can't drive a car i passed my test three years ago
0: first time wasn't it I heard. fourth Fourth. okay I, yeah, so watch out fine. if you
1: see me on the road
0: watch out watch out yeah but yeah yeah
1: so and i can remember thinking being told by teachers that
0: you don't to amount to much so and how, how do you deal with that as a kid especially because a teacher is somebody who's meant to be encouraging you and inspiring you to go on and do better things because that's the place to put themselves to be. But to then tell a student who's very vulnerable in that stage of life, the complete opposite, how does that mess with your, your psyche? It just lights a fire in my in my soul. Like It's just like, I'll show you.
1: Mm. I'll show you what... I'll show you. You've, you've not seen what I can do yet. And there's instances where I'd happily go and sit with some teachers now and say, you said this, but look, I've done X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And I wouldn't ask for an apology. I'd just say, this is, this is what you thought I could do, but I can actually achieve more than what I was actually told. Wow. But I think at school, the problem with school for me is you have to tick the academic uh, tick boxes. Right. You know, you, you, you have to take. You have to take your writing, your words, and all that stuff. I don't think, for me, school ever saw talents like that in me, because. I just think they were blinded by my disability, and also. I only had, interest in a in a short amount of subjects like. PA which is linking to what i'm doing yeah. now and that's pretty
0: much what's happened <laughs> no that's it's um it's a weird one because the whole your teacher's meant to like you be your role models and they don't really vouch for you and it's like yeah academia is very important but there's more to a person than just the grades or numbers that they get and you, obviously, I'm guessing you felt like they didn't see anything more to you than that. Some did, but those pe- those
1: teachers were more like the P teachers. So, right. again, if you if you've got a science teacher saying you're gonna fail this or you're gonna really really struggle, then you've got a teacher of a, of a subject you really really like. You get on with the teachers. You're positively influenced by them, and just being part of sport, mm. then you know which one you're going to choose. Sure, yeah. You're not going to choose the science, you're going to choose the sports and the PE. So that's probably where my love for sport began was with the positive teachers. Mm. Um, and
0: uh, so yeah, you mentioned earlier you went to university. How, how was the whole university experience for you?
1: The university w- was, uh, I took every day, like it was like some kind of, treat really how so in the in in the first year in particular like it was just I'm here let's see how this goes yeah because I really didn't know how big the the jump was in terms of the level of work and the expectations
0: and what was that jump what were those expectations which just totally changed for you
1: a lot, 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 lots more words. <laughs> these are these, uh, things called references. And um, the biggest jump was at school, typically if you didn't do anything, you'd miss break time or you'd get a consequence right. or, a det- or a detention note. At university, you're, you're independent. Yes, they'll facilitate and help you as much as they can, but if you don't want it, and you haven't got people to support you, then you may as well save your student loans and not have to pay them off.
0: Right. So continue with uh, university, Yeah. you talked about how obviously you took each day as a learning curve and, and so forth. And how would you say university has shaped your view of the world right now, would you say?
1: It's given me a be- uh, better understanding of what I can do. Mm. And it's... It's... Helped me... Because I have to... Had to commute every day, which was like being organised, being ready to go. If my mum watches this, she'll be laughing and thinking (laughs) that I'm the most unorganised person ever. There's some truth in that. Sure. (laughs) But... And I quite like to admit there's some truth in that as well, Mm. but... Every day's a learning curse, but the biggest thing about university for me was it, it allowed me to build on my interest and it was explore a deeper level and deeper career routes into something I'd love to do. Mm. That's the biggest thing. Like Also, the biggest thing was um, I think for me... It helped me become more confident. Like, I remember I didn't want to stand up in a group presentation in my first year at university. Why was that? Again, it's, uh, it, it's nerves. It's like, I don't like the idea of me talking in front of someone and saying the wrong thing. Because that triggers something in the back of my head that wrong answers and wrong things, certain PowerPoints automatically in our brains thinking, hang on, they're going to laugh at you here, that and that kind of stuff. That's um, how uh, mm. Cause it that sounds, came about.
0: Yeah, because it sounds like, obviously, when you were younger, you mentioned the kids at school who were bullying you because you were different. Yeah. So now it's like you don't want to start bringing those thoughts back again, and that's yeah. why you want to have it a perfect story because you don't want to give the opportunity for somebody to, you don't want to give the opportunity for somebody to tell you something yeah. that you're not and obviously you to mentioned that you can be sensitive and you don't yeah. want to start taking that in person yeah. again.
1: There were I think the damage in terms of them saying or those things back then has lasted slightly now. Yeah, on, because on the there's only so many times you can see a thing or experience a, a situation like that where your brain automatically thinks, hang on a minute, this is all the situation is gonna be. Mm. If you make a mistake
0: You start to believe what yes, people say about and you. And
1: then you're just going to be like look at them. They they they're doing it confidently. They're they're making mistakes. But why am I thinking that I can't make a mistake in this power in this PowerPoint that means nothing. Yeah even though it means absolutely nothing towards my grade. I, that's where sometimes I don't think people who bully other people, they don't really understand the lasting impact
0: of the
1: bullying and yeah. what it can have and what it can do to somebody.
0: Because obviously you're living through the repercussions of their actions. Yeah. And, um i remember there's a girl at school she uh she's telling us a story that once when she was in year seven i think a guy um called her fat or something like that as a joke and even though she knew she was joking ever since then she always thinks about it in the back yeah. of her mind and obviously that he probably forgot about that situation but because just because you've forgotten about it doesn't mean that the yeah. word hasn't left that person yeah and obviously in your situation here people that's that's been happening perpetually for a while now and that's kind of built that upon you which is now having continue having an impact on your life
1: yeah it's 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 slowly gone out my brain now like i make mistakes when i do my job daily now in what i say and what i do in my job but that's only for whilst i'm with the clients that i'm working with all the time Sure, yeah so and how how do
0: you deal with those mistakes now when you've done something wrong you you mess up and you say something the best
1: thing to do is naturally I'm going to say that I'd get angry and frustrated with myself because usually when I make a mistake, it's the tiniest thing that I make a mistake with. So it's like, it's so minor, that's the frustration. But sometimes I laugh, I just laugh it off now sometimes. I laugh it off and learn about it and try and be better because that's what you should strive to be every day. is mm. better than what you were the day before. Sometimes... When you go through some situations, it's like, how can you be better? How, it's not clear. But sometimes it's like,
0: how can you continue yeah. to improve yeah. yourself? Yeah. No, I, I I hear you on that. And um, how do you, um, along side um, doing that, how do you think you help to keep yourself positive and clear those negative thoughts and uh, misdramas in your your past?
1: Any str- any any struggles that I experienced. In university was all right because I kind of liked the challenge of university. Okay. Because it's another chance for me to show and excel
0: mm.
1: and show what I'm, what I can do. Also, a big thing was I I uh, carried on with the love of the career that I'm doing now throughout university so I'd have that in the evening and the university in the day which would help me kind of switch off
0: and yeah. and relax That's why do you think what, that was so important for you? yeah sorry. why do you think that was so important for you?
1: I always think yes university whatever grade you get whatever you graduate is important mhm but at the end of the day there's two or three four maybe even a dozen applicants which will have a first class degree or a two one and that's fine they've worked hard for that but you you get you need experience in the industry that i'm in and you need the qualifications to be able to succeed Mm. and that is one reason why it was important. Also, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to persuade anybody that I didn't get stressed at university. Yeah. I very, very much did. <laughs> it's, it's like... I'm not immune to stress. So having what I do now back then, even though I was very young in my career back then, has helped me to switch off from university. Yes, I was thinking about it, but for that hour or hour and a half every week. Free of it. I was stress free of it.
0: I was just focusing
1: purely on that time.
0: Yeah. No. no. I, I what do you um, what do you wish you, you knew before you started university?